coming to you from the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios. This is The Right Hash. The Right Hash is brought to you by Slim Sweets and by Speedy Custom Sneakers. Now, let's spark it up with your hosts, Luke Nadkarni and Alex Thompson. Very pleasant welcome once again to the Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios NFL playoff action in full swing. Luke Ned Carney, Alex Thompson here with you to break it all down. A little different today. We're going to go in half format because we've got basically NFL and nothing else. Uh, we're going to just react to the games we saw last weekend, pick the games that we're going to see this weekend. Uh, three NFC East teams on the docket and none of them being the Washington Commanders. My worst dream has come true. Worst nightmare. Uh, but Alex is in a significantly better place right now with his NFL team. Um, you might, you may have heard that there was a big comeback in the, in, in a game in Florida in, in this weekend's why the super wild card weekend, it, it was not the Buccaneers over the Cowboys. I'll tell you one thing. I, I kind of said it tongue in, tongue in cheek after the chargers game in week three, uh, where Jacksonville beat the chargers 38 to 10, um, a little bit tongue in cheek that the Jaguars might be the best team in Florida, and uh, lo and behold, who is the last team in Florida remaining in the playoffs? It is my Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, boy, they don't they 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 do not take them easy. Uh, they they do not give their fans a chance to breathe. Um, but hey, I'll take a win in the playoffs in literally literally any form or fashion. I do not care if we have the comeback from 35 down or if we blow a 27 point lead and win by one, I do not care as long as you win in the playoffs. And uh, that's, that's what the Jags figured out how to do. You know, we had Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. Neither guy had ever played in the playoffs. Um, I think a lot of folks maybe forget that Justin Herbert hadn't played in the playoffs yet. And they pissed down their legs in the second half. They, I don't know why they only ran the ball with Eckler six times. All they had to do was run that clock out, and they just threw it and threw it and threw it and threw it. And I, I just – I don't understand. It's not Herbert's fault. He made some good plays, made some good plays with his legs, picked up a lot of first downs. Um, he missed one wide-open Keenan Allen touchdown. But other than that, I thought, I thought the Chargers actually played well enough to win that game. They got coached out of it, in my opinion. I would agree. And you saw the experience there with Doug Peterson, who's taken a, a team to the Super Bowl, won the, won that Super Bowl. Uh, but I loved that fourth and one play call uh, oh, following it, following a timeout, the wing T. And he, I saw the two blocking assignments just get set, you know, set up right there. Whoever, whoever the two guys in the backfield were with ETN. Uh, I saw them both just nail their assignments. I was like, Oh shit, this play, this play could go for a touchdown. It didn't, yeah. but it, it was like, that, that's how, you know, a, a, pl- a a block a running play is going to work when the two guys in the backfield with the ball carrier know exactly who they're supposed to run over. And big shout out to, uh, I believe it was Zay Jones. It was Zay Jones or Evan Ingram. I saw seven. Uh, one of those two guys were the, you know, uh, pass catcher lined up just offset uh, of the right side of the end of the line. They sealed back, uh, picking up two blocks, freeing up those two guys to, to, to set the edge. And uh, man, that, that's just, that, that that's one of those you practice it a hundred times to run it one time in your entire life. Cause no one is ever going to 
fall for that again, you know, as far as the Jags go, maybe in a couple of years, but that that's, if you line up in that formation again, sneak it because everyone thinks you're about to pitch it. Uh, but yeah, beautiful play design. Um, really, really good. Uh, check at the line earlier in the game on the big touchdown Tuesday Jones. Um, they have, uh, the, I, I think every team has these, but they're called winners. Um, and they're just sets of plays that if you see a, a very, very, very specific matchup, you audible to this and they call it winner because it's basically, you already know what's going to happen. Just make the pass and it's there. He was wide open and that they, they, they saw it, must've seen it on tape or Derwin, Derwin James comes up instead of dropping back as a safety. There was no one there. Miscommunication by the chargers and uh, Jags did a, I, I, I don't know how they stayed in that. I'm a, I was mentally out of that game after the third interception. I, I just did not think there was any chance. I mean, the third biggest comeback in playoff history, the biggest comeback in Jaguar history. Um, I was just happy we got there and I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It, it was still almost surreal. doesn't surreal. feel like we won that game. <laughs> surreal. I, so, I, surreal, but it's like, is that even possible? Like, you, you you almost at that point just feel like the other team gave it away. Um, but they, they didn't. The Jaguars had to go take that shit, and they did. I, I almost thought that when Dicker the kicker missed that field goal, I, I was yeah. wondering, I think it was like, what was it, a fourth and three or a fourth and four? And I kind of thought that the ja- the, not, the Chargers should have gone for that. You, you're up 10, make, kicking the field goal. It's still a two-possession game, albeit you can't use a field goal to tie or take the lead, which the Jaguars ended up doing. But if you miss, it's the same, you know, it's the net same, the, the similar, similar outcome up by 10. And I, I don't know, put it, putting a rookie kicker out there in, in that environment when his whole team was slipping away, you saw his whole team was giving the game away. And, and as much as Brandon Staley goes for it in that situation, I thought it was strange that they didn't go for it there. And, and just, just to be clear, Dustin Hopkins would have mixed, missed that kick too, because he was Washington's kicker for like, six years and he, he missed a lot of kicks that he should have made. So, so no, no, not faulting Cameron Dicker on his own there, but I just, I do think that that hindsight being 2020, even not hindsight being 2020, uh, the chargers should have kept the offense on the field, at least tried to get them to jump. Yeah. I mean, as a 30 yard kick, you know, you, you in the playoffs, if you don't have, if you, if you can't get that reliably, you might as well take it and miss it on purpose. Cause you're not going to make it at all in, in the playoffs. If you can't hit 30 yard field goals, and uh, I mean, we, we saw Patterson's do the same thing. Um, you know, uh, Dickers, it looked like it was destined for, you know, right down the middle and it just curved and curved. And uh, Riley Patterson's did the same thing, the game winning kick. Cause I, I sat there and I was like, Oh my God, did that just miss? Is he, is he about to miss this with the, I don't know if it was wind. I don't know if they just had, you know, put some draw on it. I have no idea. I'm not a kicker. Never done that stuff before. Um I apparently neither has uh, Dallas's, by the way, um, <laughs> but it, it just, uh, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, you, you just think a three, you know, a 30 yard kick, this means they had to go score two touchdowns. They can't do what we did score one touchdown, get a two point conversion and go win it off of a field goal. If you just hit that three points, Jacksonville has to go score twice. And, you know, if you get stopped, that's a almost an automatic momentum flipper 
you're not getting that back if Jacksonville gets that stop and you get no points. So uh, again, hindsight 2020, you probably go for it, but there's a good chance you wind up with the same, if not almost worse result of actually getting a fourth down stop. So a, a lot of, a lot of mind games, um, especially going up against a guy like Doug Peterson, uh, Doug Peterson went for it early in that game, um, passing on a chance to take a field goal and uh, Trevor threw an interception and uh, it, it just, it felt like everything was slipping away at that point. So I can kind of understand the decision to kick it uh, there late. Cause you just, you don't expect Dicker the kicker to miss a 30 yard kick. The guy, the guy's nickname is Dicker the kicker. Well, I'm looking at the play-by-play. I, I pulled it up so I could see what the down and distance was. It was a 40 yard field goal according to ESPN, um, but it was still fourth and three. I was just like, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, with what the, the thing to do now is to line up. And even if you don't get them off side, you, you, you know, you try to get them to, to get that five free yards. And actually what was interesting, I just discovered this looking at the play-by-play too. What was interesting, uh, there was a penalty on the chargers, a holding penalty on the third down, and they had the option to make it third and 13 and possibly push them to a yeah. longer field goal or to decline the penalty. And I think Tony Dungy was like, I might've taken the penalty there. Uh, and and it ended up being the right decision for the Jaguars to make it fourth down. But I, I forgot about that little little wrinkle yeah. in there. Yeah, uh, Tony Dungy woke up from his nap and gave us that <laughs> tidbit. Um, no, no disrespect to Tony Dungy. Uh, Tony, obviously one of my favorites of all time when I was a Colts fan while Peyton Manning was there, obviously just a lot of good time. But uh, him, him and Al Michaels need a – they don't need to be on the same cast together because it's like, it's like listening to the Masters. Um, but, you know, to, to your point, uh, Doug, Doug rolled the dice on, on declining that holding call. Uh, cause I was sitting there, they were moving the ball very well, uh, that drive. And I thought when he declined it, Staley would go for, would go for the first down. Um, I understand why Peterson declined it. It's like, okay, make this guy make that decision. Um, and I, I think it was fantastic. You know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're Staley in that in that yeah. point. You know, especially when your guy misses the field goal. Then you then you look really dumb. And when in reality, it, it was just trying to keep your team from imploding. Like you're trying to grasp at anything you can get. Um, man, just a such a weird way that game unfolded. And for the Jags to come down, come back from 27-0 without forcing a turnover. It's not like they got a block punt for a touchdown. It's not like they got a pick six or a scoop and score. They, they, they went down there on natural drives and, and won that game. They won field position. Defense did a hell of a job in the second half. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think our – I think, you know, not, not, not to get into the picks, but um, might be the last happy playoff game that I have this season. But uh, <laughs> I'm happy, more happy to have. I'm happy to have what I have. Right. Yeah. I mean, the last time, last time this team was in the playoffs was what? 17, 17, uh, where we got screwed. Miles Jack wasn't down. Uh, still right. firmly believe that. Um, but I, I, I would feel worse if I was in your situation for sure. Having to look at it. it it's uh, like, oh, w- would you? <laughs> it, 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 right now you're like Squidward up in the top of his house, looking down <laughs> at SpongeBob and Patrick having fun. Yep. Um, I've shared that meme like t- three times this season already. And now you have to add a third too. You, like Sandy has to be down there or something. <laughs> yes. All three of those fucking teams are, are still playing in the, in the divisional round. But 
I mean, you called it on the show earlier uh, last week. The, the the Giants went into Minnesota and you said you didn't trust Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins gave us plenty of reasons as to why he should not be trusted. But but the Giants went out and won that game too. I mean, Brian Dable, Brian Dable is out coaching another good young first first year head coach in Kevin O'Connell, whose team had a, had a four leaf clover up its ass in a lot of its wins. But still, you know, going on the road and winning in the playoffs against a division winner, pr- pretty impressive thing to do for the Giants. Yeah, and uh, big credit to Dabble and whoever their quarterback coach is because they've they finally gotten that that top pick value out of Daniel Jones. Um, I, I, I knew he could run. I didn't know he could do 17 carries for 78 yards type of, of running, um, and maybe he can't do that sustainably, but uh, that's certainly an element of his game that was left off of the, the, the draft report. Um, I, I was not aware. I, I, like I said, I knew he had some legs, I 17 carries good. I mean, Saquon had nine He had almost twice as many carries as Saquon Barkley. Uh, just, I mean, a really good game by him. And I, I can't, I can't even fault Kirk cousins, honestly. I mean, 31 of 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns, um, you know, really really shied away from Justin Jefferson in the second half I don't know if that was more what New York was doing or Kirk just getting a little bit flustered but you know didn't really turn the ball over much um not that I can see he had a rushing touchdown as well um yeah no no fumble for him so you know he he played pretty well it's just they you know you're not going to win when arguably your best players and Justin Jefferson have 47 yards. Dalvin cook has 60 yards. Like there's just, there's nothing else going on. TJ Hawkinson was their best player and certainly a really good player, but you're not going to win games if TJ Hawkinson is playing better than Dalvin cook or Justin Jefferson. So just kind of what it felt like Uh, Minnesota on the second half of the season felt a little bit more normal than they did in the first half of the season. And uh, the the Giants, much like the Jags, got hot at the right time, uh, had a lot of players finally play up to their potential where they really haven't in the NFL recently. And we got the, we got an old NFC East rival, uh, battle going on with them in the second round. Yeah, I really, I really like that matchup. That's, that's a fun matchup, uh, the New Jersey Turnpike battle. Um, I, I thought the Giants' defensive line – probably the MVPs of the game, especially with Aziz Ojolari exiting due to injury um, that, that, you know, stifling a rushing attack like that of the Vikings, you know, Dexter Lawrence is a guy who's terrorized Washington for, for a few years now. And, and I think the, the NFL saw why he was such a high valued pick when he was taken. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau is playing really good football too. Uh, just an absolute menace. He's, but he he's becoming just a little bit, I think similar to, Micah Parsons in terms of you, you, you have, you have to respect this guy and make sure he doesn't beat you now. Um, of course he still has a couple of years even to get up to, to Micah Parsons uh, current age, but uh, so him and Aiden Hutchinson, I think have, have proven more than Trayvon Walker has as far as the defensive rookies. Uh, at least they've stood out a little bit more to me than Trayvon Walker has. Most of the time, the only time I see Trayvon Walker is when he's roughing a quarterback or doing something dumb after the play. Um, but he he he's played well for for a rookie. He's just not played as well as those those other two. Actually, he had a great game against Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, who, who hasn't? <laughs> um, 
I'm, I'm actually going to add in Sauce Gardner to that conversation. I think all three of them have had better, better seasons than Trayvon Walker. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I'm not being a, a Jags pessimist. I'm just, you know, uh, externalizing my thought process on the, the very heavy defensive draft uh, recently. So um, a lot of, a lot of those guys turned out very, very fast. You know, yeah. Trayvon Walker is the worst one. He has still had a really good season. That's just an incredible year uh, on defense in this in in this uh, last year's draft. A lot of hits, yeah, a lot of hits, ton of them. I I, I haven't really paid attention to Kyle Hamilton because the uh, Ravens kind of fell apart, but um, I expect he's doing pretty well as uh, as well up in Baltimore. I was gonna say I, th- I thought he had a good game on Sunday. That was probably yeah. the game I paid attention to the least. I think just because I was sort of sort of burnt out a little bit, um, and I you know I you know, just. Just, I had a couple other things going on during the weekend. Actually, the bump, the worst thing about the weekend was that I was at work during the first half of the Jaguars game, and I missed a yellow card bumper as they were going to break. <laughs> that, that was a that was a big bummer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot about that Bengals Ravens game just because we brought up Kyle Hamilton. Um, I, I the, the team I think we both thought was going to win won, um, and, and I I do like that the Bengals and Bills get to settle it on the field, not to step on next next half's toes too too much, but. Um, I, I think that's going to be a more interesting game than, than Ravens bills would have been or, or someone else, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Bengals are, are lucky. Um, I, I'm not sure if you saw how it ended. I'm sure you have by now, but you know, the Ravens on the two yard line about to go in to score fumble it and the Bengals return at 98 yards for the, the game deciding touchdown. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw it. I was just like, my brain's not going to comprehend anything it's seeing right now. Cause I've been watching yeah. football for the last 36 hours. <laughs> It, it was just, I, I, like you just said, you're almost just kind of like, okay, wait, what it, what just happened? It almost felt like I was watching an NFL live replay and they were just like, you know, we move ahead in, in our coverage to, you know, due to time constraints. And I, I thought they just fast forwarded to an old replay and I look up and I'm like, oh no, that's, that's the game that's going on right now. And they just, they just stole the game from the Ravens who are playing a backup quarterback. So Going to be an interesting one next week, uh, like you said, between the Bengals and the Bills. Um, two two more games. Um, let's start with the one that wasn't really a contest. Uh, the, the very first playoff game of, of the weekend was Seahawks and 49ers. And the Seahawks, except for a second quarter, you know, 17-point outburst, didn't really do too much. Um even even the score of 23 is a little bit misleading because they scored really after the Niners had pulled all their starters. It was at the very end of the game. DK Metcalf got his second touchdown. Um, there was just – this one wasn't particularly close. And that they're in a situation now maybe, maybe a little bit more seriously, but similar to Washington where you've got this guy, I mean, Sam Howell in, in Washington's case, you know, you've got this guy that wasn't drafted particularly high. You drafted him with some hope. Maybe he would provide you something somewhere. Sam Howell, maybe a little bit more uh, intentional on him contributing to the franchise, but you got Brock Purdy, you know, passes for three touchdowns, runs for a touchdown. Um, I mean, he just looks comfortable. He looks like he's been there for a while. Um, he, he looks like he's a, a veteran in the NFL. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their quarterbacks in the offseason. Obviously, Jimmy G is not going to be a part of it now, 
Um, but between the guy that you traded assets for to trade up for in Trey Lance or <laughs> stop me if you've heard it before, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, um, I, what do you do? An emb- embarrassment of riches at, at quarterback for, uh, for, for the Niners. Well, maybe not even riches, just guys who are guys who are playing out of their skull. Uh, but Brock Purdy's play has reminded me of a lot of Dak Prescott in 2016. Granted, he didn't, you know, Dak Prescott didn't come on at the end of the season, but he got thrown into it because Tony Romo got hurt in the preseason and nobody really thought he was ready. And he, you know, he just kind of slid right in. And like you said, it looked like it had been, he had been there for a long time. I think the Niners have the best roster out of anybody in this, in these playoffs. Um, I, I just, I, it's going to be so hard for anyone who plays them to, to score on that defense. And I, that, that, that one beautiful pass, from Geno Smith to DK Metcalf was like, that was the reason that game was any type of close in the first half. It was kind of like that TCU pass in, in the national championship. It was like their one really, really good highlight. And, and they didn't have much beyond that, but that was, that was one of the best passes I've ever seen a quarterback throw though. That touchdown to DK Metcalf. I thought Geno Smith played really well considering the defense he was going up against. And I completely agree. This is, I don't want to say easily because there's some good rosters, but, to me, it's easily the best roster left in the playoffs. It, you know, on both sides of the ball uh, being considered, it is they they have the best trenches left, and I think that 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 goes the long the furthest distance in the playoffs is who has the best trenches, and the 49ers are that team right now. And you add a guy like Christian McCaffrey to that mix to a team that was already playoff bound and lo- looking pretty dangerous. Then you get Brock Purdy to come in and play like you know, a, a, a grizzled veteran who's been in the playoffs and won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, they don't they don't really have a superstar receiver, but it's working for them. They have exactly what they need. Brandon Ayuk is Brandon Ayuk when he needs to be. Jawan Jennings is Jawan Jennings when he needs to be. You got Debo Samuel, who's just kind of like the, you know, pass it to Will, let him figure it out kind of guy. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a hell of a roster. I don't I don't know who's stopping it, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe it's the Eagles. Maybe it's the Eagles. Yeah, if they get by the Giants, we'll have yeah. those picks for you in, in, a, in a little bit in the second half of the show. Uh, but it, it, I thought when you said the game that wasn't really a contest, I thought you were actually going to talk about the Dallas-Tampa Bay game first because that was pretty pretty big beat down too. I, mean, I think Julio, like, like the Seahawks, Tampa Bay had kind of one highlight, Julio Jones. Maybe the last playoff touchdown of his career, who, who knows. Um, but, man, Dallas, Dallas kind of validated – you know, why, why they kind of half-assed it in the, in the Washington game. And then I mean, watching that game against Tampa Bay, I was like, you know, they definitely were preparing for this the whole time. They didn't really prepare for that Washington game. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to, not going to say I'm impressed because it's the Cowboys, but, but that, that game was, I, I think just as much of a no contest as the the Seattle versus uh San Francisco game. Luke, honestly, I'm a, uh... I forgot that I forgot about that game. The the, <laughs> the the other when I said we had two left, the other game I was referring to was Dolphins Bills. I I forgot about Cowboys. Dude, it's super Eagles. wild card weekend. There's just there's so much going on. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it wasn't a good game at all. Yeah. Like, th- thank God there was a Manning cast. Uh, you know, I wish I didn't have to sit through a, a whole half of Deion Sanders self promotion. But other than that, it was nice to you know hear from Dan Campbell and. Um, you know, Pey- Peyton and Eli for, you know, another Manning cast. They made it very tolerable, especially Peyton Manning and his reactions to kickers. Um, <laughs> that was 
that 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 was fun for the whole family i think um how and, was dan campbell i i didn't i was at work i didn't have sound so i i was just watching the espn so i could see as much of the game as possible um but how was dan did he talk at all about the the playoff situation or did he just kind of stay away from that no they just they really more talked about the game they talked about uh the the lions and how he felt they talked some about um his play time uh that they, they you know lauded on and on about dalton schultz because dan campbell's a former tight end as well and yeah you know uh, D- dalton schultz i think had both of his touchdowns while dan campbell was on um i i think i know he caught one i don't remember if he caught the second one while dan campbell was on but um you know he he's the same guy you get on you know they're they're hard knocks or um uh, they're hard knocks, right? Uh, yeah, they, hard were on knocks hard, all they, were on, they were on hard knocks. Okay, I couldn't remember which one of the, the shows they were on. Uh, the, I think the Colts were on the in season hard knocks, but the Lions were the preseason. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, it, he's the same guy you get on there, and uh, he he was a lot, he was a lot of fun. He's a good listen, and you know, because him and Peyton and Eli all played at similar times. Um, it, it was fun. Uh, the the Manny cast they actually showed a replay of you know D- Dak's keeper that went around the end. They showed Peyton's keeper against the the Cowboys when he was a Bronco. Yeah, I was watching that. I remember that. I was watching that with the namesake of our studios and in, in the original studios back in Raleigh. That was yeah, a, that was one of the best plays I've ever seen. I'm probably yeah, exaggerating, I, but you know. But- I mean, it, it's it's definitely one of the funniest. We, we saw it when he was at Tennessee. They ran the naked boot against Alabama, um, and he he goes he goes on and talks about. It. He's like, the secret of it is you don't tell anyone you're doing it. That way, everyone blocks the same. Everyone, you know, the running back dives over the heat the same. Everyone thinks it's 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 a run on offense, and uh, it, it 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 was just it's just a hilarious play call. Oh, less hilarious when Dak is running it because. Dak can run, um, but it you know cool to cool to see them work in a little bit of humor into that show uh, further than just them talking. I I really like the production of that show. Yeah, I, I and there was actually the new, I I don't know if I said this to you or not. I don't think I ended up doing it because uh, I forgot. But I they, they did say they'll only do ten games again next year, which is is kind of a bummer. Um, but they, they, their reasoning was we can't we we can keep the sh- we have to keep the show as best as it can possibly be. And if we do fewer shows, that's the way to do it, which is I read into we want to have the coolest guests and guests that won't rock, you know, won't piss ESPN off. So so the way we can do that is only by having fewer shows. The way I read that is the NFL is horrible at scheduling matchups for primetime. So we're not going to waste 18 of our weeks. We're only gonna also, waste 10. also that. Also <laughs> and we're, we're going to go enjoy some college football in person during the middle of the season. <laughs> idiots can't figure it out. That's about, yeah, that's about all there was on Monday night. Cause there wasn't much of a game. Uh, that no, was, that, was, that was pretty much it. But I thought the dolphins switching gears here to the, the last game of the weekend to cover uh, played a lot better than I expected them to play. I mean, hats off, you know, bummer at their season then for them. But, uh, you know, I thought Skylar Thompson really, I mean, he really struggled. He got thrown into it, but, but the team had a chance to win toward the end. And I, I thought this game was going to be a runaway. I can think you can go back and listen to our last show and quote me on it, I think, but I, that, that game was, that game was uh, a lot closer than it should have been. I thought. Yeah. that Their defense played really well. Um, I mean, they, the Dolphins are 42 yards on the ground and lost by three in Buffalo. Uh, just, I, I, I don't know how. Um, 
<laughs> I honestly don't know how Buffalo didn't just blow them out of this game. I, I have, I have no clue. Um, I, I still don't know how Miami scored 31. Um, uh, still, still doesn't make sense to me, but you, you, no one out there can tell me that if we had, if the Dolphins had beginning of the season Tua instead of Skylar Thompson, that this isn't a Super Bowl team. This is a Super Bowl roster. Going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason as well, knowing that Tua, anytime, anytime he gets a concussion here in the future, he's out for a month, six weeks minimum. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to want to commit to that. Don't know if the Dolphins go and find another quarterback. Don't know if – certainly don't know if Brady's that uh, that solution, but I know that's been thrown around. Um, this is certainly, certainly a playoff roster. And as far as rosters go, they they could rival the 49ers roster. Um, it's just I think the 49ers are a little bit better built on the offensive uh, side of the trenches. But it's, it's kind of nitpicking at that point because there's good tackles and good guards on both teams. I like what the Bills did to win this game, though. They leaned on heavily on the ones that that got them where they are, and those two people being Stephon Gibbs, Stephon Gibbs, Stephon Diggs, and and Gabe Davis. Um, I think I texted you Gabe set match when uh, when he made that that final catch uh, or that final touchdown. Uh, but he, 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 I, I, I'm a big believer when you get to the nitty gritty, when you get to the playoffs. You stick with what got you there. You dance with the one who brought you, as my high school tennis coach used to say. Um, and, and I, you know, Josh Allen didn't have the best game early on. You know, he took seven sacks, man. Like that's that's kind of unheard of for for Josh Allen. A couple of interceptions, but he got the ball to the guys he needed to get the ball to when he needed to get it to them. Cole Beasley was really a shot in the arm for this team when they picked him up. <laughs> uh, that's you are you are a Moderna man for making that pun. Yeah, um, yeah, Moderna man, modern, <laughs> the new normal, the new normal. But yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley too. I mean, he had he had a touchdown. Uh, yep. Everyone kind of wrote this guy off when he left the Bucks, and lo and behold, he ends up back in Buffalo playing in a system that he knows and a system that knows him, and he helps them win their first playoff game. Yeah, I mean, he's. I I I don't I don't know. If, uh, I'm not going to go into it. I don't know if he resolved his particular issue. I, I guess they let him in regardless, but. Um, def- definitely caught some important passes, you know, only had two catches, but like you said, one of them was a touchdown. And, uh, that's, if you can get that out of a, out of what, whoever your Cole Beasley is on your team, if you can get that in the playoffs, you're, you're going to have a really good chance to win. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't play a big part in the game. So he was kind of like Cole minor, you know, just Cole, just a minor, minor part, minor part of the game. Okay. 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 We should, we should, we should uh, stop talking about this game because the, the, the bad puns are coming early, um, but I'm just yeah, going to say that was, nothing. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good, um, I mean, I don't know, six games. I'm still toying with like, I'm still trying to get myself used to the schedule with like, cause three playoff games in a day is a lot when you're used to only having two. We're, we're still only in the third year of having three playoff games on in a day. And it, I mean, it, it's a long day of watching football. I'm, I'm not going to lie as somebody who likes watching football more than almost anything, especially because you've had the two games the day before. And then there's, I, I like the Monday night game because you get the break, you know, you get the whole day on Monday to get ready for that game. But I, I'll tell you that it, it was, it was hard to comprehend some of the stuff that was happening just because it was like football overload. Yeah. I, 
I was happy to see it, but I was so burnt out from that Jaguars game the night before that it was so hard to like wake up and go, okay, now we just got to pay attention to three separate games all day um, because they, they all mean something to us because we won last night. Um, it was, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, di- I didn't have my heart and soul in, in watching these games. Um, I paid more attention to the Giants Vikings game more than I did the other two. Oh, just, you know, just being honest because the other two games had backup quarterbacks playing. And I just assumed that they weren't going to be very close because they're going up against playoff teams. Right. And uh, lo and behold, they were both one score games uh, with some pretty interesting endings. Uh, I heard, you know, kind of ending this half. I heard that the Cowboys Buccaneers game on Monday night was the highest ratings game they've ever had on Monday night. Huh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Cowboys plus Brady, but definitely going to set the precedent of, oh yeah, this, this is going to be a, a thing moving forward. Um, yeah, but it was just so, such a shit game. Like yeah. I can understand, I can understand like maybe a peak at the beginning being all right, but like ratings also factor in duration of viewing, right? It's not just someone clicks over and that's the only data point they take. Right. Like it, the bounce it, rate. It, right. It, it, it's about, watch length essentially like it matters how long you've been watching that game so i mean i know dallas is america's team and there's more cowboys fans than all the other ones but there was nothing about that game that should have been the most watched uh monday night game of all time yeah i I think just the lack of competition from other you know other programs played into it as well you know you've got college basketball um you know nba nhl kind of region regional sports um but that that's a rabbit hole I could go down and do a whole entire show and bore the shit out of you guys with. So I'm not going to do that. Um, so I guess, yeah, we, we still have a horn here for, for halftime here on this two half edition of the right hash. So we'll say that five times fast, uh, but all NFL here uh, this week, uh, we've got four games at, with the, this weekend, uh, two Saturday, two Sunday, uh, much, much more, uh, much more, be- you know, much better for, viewing if you're a casual viewer and if you have a show where you talk about football you don't have to watch three games in one day um but but alex's team does play again on saturday um jacksonville kansas city really unfamiliar territory for the jaguars going to be a real tough test for trevor lawrence um but but you know i I don't make you know I, i don't i don't think that playoff you know playoffs at this point Everyone's good enough to win. We saw the six-seeded New York Giants in 2007 pull off four upsets in a row. Um, you know, going to be hard not playing in Duval, and it's it's going to be hard playing in an atmosphere that is very similar. You know, it's it's a very passionate, driven, almost college-like atmosphere. Um, but it's it's just going to be all red instead of teal, and they're going to be doing Indian chants, kind of like Turner Field. Um, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll kind of go through each game. Uh, and then pick each game after we, we analyze it. So we won't do all four picks at the end, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely allow for some, some detail here, especially for, for the first game, Jacksonville, Kansas city, um, you know, underdogs going in to a, to a, to a, to a hornet's nest. Uh, what, what's the biggest key here for, for the Jags? Uh, I mean, just keep, you know, keep, keep doing what you've been doing. That's, that is what has got you here. Um, I would advise against, uh, letting deficits pile up like they have because you're, you're not climbing out of a 27 nothing hole against the Chiefs team with Andy Reid uh, at the helm. You're, you're not going to. Um, so you, you can't start that way. However, 
we played Kansas City earlier this year in Kansas City, 10-point game, and we have gotten a lot better. I could probably say the same for the Chiefs because it seems like they have locked down their running back situation a little bit more with Jarek McKinnon. Um, you know, they're, they traded for Kadarius Tony since then. Or no, uh, we were the first game Kadarius Tony played. Uh, so we, we've seen him, but obviously just kind of the, his, his first game. He still scored. Uh, Juju has played a little bit better. Uh, they're, they, they really found their stride with Travis Kelsey there at the, in the last six or seven weeks. He was just – he was unstop, unstoppable, more so than normal, uh, at, you know, for the second half of the season. Um, and it's, it's Arrowhead. Like you said, very collegiate atmosphere, very intense, very loud continuously. Um, definitely not something that the Jaguars are necessarily used to. Um, but the Jaguars have beaten good teams. That, that, that's what they can rest their – their hat on they have beaten good teams it's not like they're nine and eight and they've beaten all terrible teams you know they've beaten the cowboys they beat the chargers twice they beat the ravens um they beat a real for my money a really good jets team um so they're that they have won good games it's just the chiefs are better than all those teams and the chiefs might be the best team in the nfl we'll find out here they're certainly the best team in the afc right now that's why they're at the top spot um, but the, the big wild card here for me is the weather. It's kind of supposed to rain. It's going to be a little bit colder in their forties. Um, who does that hurt more? You know, who, who relies more on the pass, you know, the chiefs or the Jags. It's hard to say right now. Uh, the Jags aren't a, a stellar running team, re- regardless of the yards that ETN has this year. They just don't rely on it. Like, the Chiefs have with Jarek McKinnon. They, they rely on that as part of their offense. I think the Chiefs are probably a little bit more tailor-made to win in any circumstance on offense. The Jaguars' comebacks have been in largely uh, favorable weather, not a lot of conditions against them. So it, it's it's a lot of unknown with Jacksonville. Jacksonville's never been here. You know, the, 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 the Chargers game uh, almost proves why they haven't been here. And it's really hard to, to say what we can expect from them because they've been the cardiac cats all year. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that the cats are, are, are the underdogs, but they're, they're going to be playing with nothing to lose. Um, you, you don't use the term house money in the playoffs, but they're, they're, they're not expected to win the game. I'm, I'm looking at the other side of the ball here real quick. Um, and I, 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 it's hard for me to see this not being a Travis Kelsey game because I was a Travis Kelsey fantasy owner this season. What, are the Jaguars going to have to do for it to not be a Travis Kelsey game? Uh, we don't really have a choice. Um, what we're going to have to do is make sure nobody else beats us. Uh, the, 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 the Jags one key defensive issue is covering the tight end. Not a great matchup. Also on offense, their, their biggest issue is covering defensive tackles, which by the way, uh, the two weaknesses for the, for the Jags, the chiefs have future hall of famers at those positions. Um, so it, I, there's nothing they can do to stop Travis Kelsey. The best you can do is get a pass rush on Patrick Mahomes and don't let him slip out of the pocket and do his Mahomes magic. That's it's the only way you beat the chiefs, keep him in the pocket and try, try to keep guys covered for the first three or four seconds, you know, two, three, four seconds of a play. Just give your defensive line a chance to get, to get to Mahomes. That's, that's all you can do. You know, it's one of those hold on and pray 
type of things. You know, you, you have your ideal way you're going to attack it, but there's a reason they've lost three games all year. It's because they're really good at what they do. Um, Jaguars defense is certainly improved, um, but they're, there's a lot of weaknesses. You go look at the, the, the first half of the Chargers game, not pretty. And a lot of the drives in the Chargers game were not pretty, but they bowed up in the red zone most of the time where they needed to in the second half. Uh, they played a lot better across the defensive line. That's what they're going to need. They're going to need a full defensive line rotation. Sounds like everybody's going to be healthy. Um, it, it, it's it's going to take the Chiefs making some mistakes as well for this for the defense to uh, be able to slow them down. They're going to need to make some mistakes. It, mental errors really is what the Chiefs are going to have to make uh, in order for the Jaguars to really shut them down and have a chance at winning this game. And uh, nugget for this game, two, two of the three previous Philadelphia head coaches, uh, Andy Reid uh, leaving in 2012, and then Chip Kelly was there for a couple of years, and then Doug Peterson took over. Uh, so I think Doug Peterson played for – might have played for Andy. I know he played for the Eagles. I don't know if he played when Andy Reid was was the coach, but that that was that was a, a, something I, I just thought of while you were you were talking about the X's and O's there. Um, I, I I don't know. I I hope it's I I hope for like goofy Midwestern cold weather, but I know that would be a big disadvantage for Jacksonville. So I, I haven't actually looked at the weather report, uh, but you said it might rain, so that I don't know if that that means it'll be a, you know warmer than it usually is in Kansas City in late January. Um, but, but to just, just, uh, for, for a pick of this game, I think, I think you alluded to it kind of earlier in the, in the, in the first half of the show, but, uh, now we'll, now that we reach the end of, of, of analyzing this game, we'll go ahead and, and pick it. I, I I'm picking the chiefs here. Um, conventional wisdom, Pat Mahomes, they haven't given me a reason not to pick them here. Um, so unfortunately I think you're going to be joining us on the, the big couch, watching the playoffs here with the commanders, uh, for championship weekend. That's fine. I thought I was going to be there two weeks ago. So, um, I mean, I, I thought I was going to be there six, you know, uh, a month and a half ago too. Um, everyone knows what I'm picking, but I'm not going to pick that because I'm going Duval, baby. Uh, it's just, it was always the Jags. It's something weird is in the air. We've been screwed in the playoffs before. I think maybe it's just, you know, every every once in a while, like a Rex Grossman Bears team comes out of nowhere and makes it to a Super Bowl. And not saying Travis <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is anything like Rex Grossman. He's that not insulting him, but just a, a team of destiny doesn't seem to matter what's in front of them. Uh, much like the Bengals last year, just kept winning games. So yeah. I, I'm, t- I'm taking the Jags to be this year's Cincinnati and upset the number one seed uh, in the second round, like last year. Yeah, if that happens, I will happily retire the term ACC Blaine Gabbert. Sweet. That's a, yeah, because I, I know I've, I've said that. I've said that on probably all of my social media accounts this year. So, yeah, that's that's I like it. Ballsy pick going with your guys. I, I like it. Not not it, going against everyone knows. Everyone knows who I really think is going to win. But right. I'm picking I'm picking those Jags. Exactly. Well, that's that's a game on Saturday afternoon on Saturday night. Later after this one is a game with much more close geographical ties. Just one state separating the uh, the Eagles and the Giants. And uh, I guess if if you are like some people and consider Philadelphia to be just part of New Jersey instead of Pennsylvania, then these teams really do play in the same state. But anyway, uh, the Eagles swept the 
first, you know, the, the two divisional matchups. It was a meaningless game for the Giants in the week 18 matchup. Uh, but I, I, I love what we've got in the NFC. If, if you ignore the fact that it's three teams from my division, I just, I love both of these matchups, old school rivalries. You know, you've seen v- v- footage of the catch all the time. Um, you've seen footage of stuff like the mir- the original miracle at the Meadowlands. I don't know if that was a playoff game or not, um, but two divisional rivals really close to each other. Uh, it should be, should be a really good, really charged up atmosphere in Philadelphia. They get all day to drink uh, and eat cheesesteaks and, and you know, whatnot. Um, it, it's going to be fun. It could, could be a better, could be a better atmosphere than Arrowhead just in that one particular instance. I don't know. Um, but I, I think if Jalen hurts, his shoulder is actually healed. I have no idea if it actually is or not. Um, Eagles have little to no chance of losing in this ball game. Uh, I, and I also think that, we're again going to get a Boston Scott touchdown because Boston Scott literally always scores against the giants. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, like you said, Hertz's is health is paramount here. They really only lost one game this season with Jalen hurts. They, the other two they lost were with Gardner Minshew. The one they lost to your Washington commanders uh, on a beautiful Monday night. Um, the last game of the season, if anyone can flash back two weeks ago, was Philadelphia versus New York. And Philadelphia won this game 22 to 16. Jalen Hurts did not have a pretty game. Uh, no touchdowns uh, through an interception. Like you said, Boston Scott scored. And, uh, I, you know, the, the Giants have just been playing really good football all around. They've gotten contributions out of everybody. Um, they, they've been very balanced. I don't know if they can rely on Daniel Jones to run 17 times against this Eagles defense. Um, you know, it, it works against a really, honestly, a pretty bad Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, I don't know if it's going to work against arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL. We'll, we'll see. Right now, Philadelphia, uh, seven and a half point favorites. A little high for me, considering – Kansas City is eight and a half point favorites over Jacksonville. I feel like that, uh, you know, distance between teams is a lot bigger than the Eagles and Giants sit currently. However, if we get a, you know, a first half of the season, Jalen Hurts type of performance, I don't think this one's going to be close. So, you know, <laughs> it, 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 could, it could be a 21 point game. It could be a one point game. I, I really don't know how to judge this one. I don't either, and I should know better because it's the NFC East. But every time I've doubted the Giants, they've they've come back and, and been like, we're going to win this game. We've pulled some smoke and mirrors to win this game. I think the Giants have a slight edge in coaching here. I don't think that's a slight on Nick Sirianni. I just think Brian Dable is, is that good of a coach. Um, two, two, two of the good bright, bright for, uh, first to second year head coaches uh, facing off here in, in the divisional round. Um, Man, I, 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 I kind of feel like I know what each team is going to bring. You know, each team is going to – it's going to be a ground-heavy game, I think, for both teams. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be a little bit more important to the Giants this time around than Daniel Jones will uh, in terms of running the ball. I, I, I just think, you know, if the Eagles get a couple big plays through the air, that's going to be the edge because they have much better receivers than do the New York Giants. And, and I think there's a much bigger threat – 
you know, with CJ Gardner Johnson back in the secondary for, for the Eagles, you know, they, they didn't have him for a lot of the back end of the season too. And I don't think the giants have a CJ Gardner Johnson in, in the defensive backfield. So, so I think, I think one spot where the Eagles can exploit it is, is over the top with guys like AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. Yeah. And even if you have one, you, you need at least two, because like you said, AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, um, I, I, I agree. I don't really see. I mean, Adore Jackson's not really the a, a coverage corner. Fabian Moreau, you're familiar. <laughs> um, I I don't. I just don't see what the Giants do. Cordell Flott, a rookie. I've heard his name a little bit this year. Um, just doesn't doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies. But the beautiful thing for them, Landon Collins has come back and and been uh, had an impact. Uh, Xavier McKinney's had an impact and. Ultimately, their their pass rush has um, helped out their defensive backs a lot by not giving a Jalen Hurts type team three, four, five seconds to have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith running down the sidelines wide open. Um, they're making the quarterbacks get out of the pocket. the The humongous key for both of these teams is when you get a chance to get their quarterback on the ground get him on the ground. Do not let them get outside the pocket, scramble drill. They will tear you apart either with their arm or with their legs. Just the way uh, Daniel Jones is playing, the way Jalen Hurts has played all season. He's got a bye week. He should be a lot healthier than he was in the last week of the season. That to me is the key to both teams is how their defenses do at limiting the opposing offense. I, I know that sounds dumb, but that that's the key. It, it's not the only thing that matters. Um, but that I think that's where one team is going to do that better than the other. And that team is going to win. Agreed. And I think that team is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles and, and playing at home against a divisional opponent. I, I would love to see just like the general NFL record of road divisional teams in the playoffs. See, just see what that record is. Uh, I, I, Washington has not played a, a road divisional game in the playoffs in my lifetime. So I don't really have anything to base it off of in my own bank, but I, I think that's going to be a much, much bigger advantage for the Eagles um, than, than it normally would uh, game at night. And I'm, I'm taking them to win. Yeah. that There's it, it's, it's always that fine line of does the bye week help or hurt. And I don't really, I don't really know what to read into the bye week for the Eagles because they were, uh, you know, kind of spiraling a little bit towards the end of their season uh, managed a way to, to win that Giants game at the end of the regular season, but it still didn't look pretty. And the Giants had every chance to win that game. Giants got some confidence from this Minnesota game. I, and you know, I, I gut feeling here, Luke, I had it last week. I'm going with it again this week. I think the G men go into Lincoln financial and knock off the Eagles. Trust the gut. It's what you always say when you say the wings need to be in the oven for five more minutes. I mean, look at Brian Dabble. If that's not, a, <laughs> if that's not, if that's not trusting the gut, I don't know what is. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, like I said, next last week, respect on the pick. Don't think it'll happen myself, but, but a, a rational pick. Nonetheless, those are your two games on Saturday, uh, two games on Sunday. Uh, they went to the three and six thirty kickoff format, which I, I actually like. I don't have to start watching football as early in the day. Um, no Super Bowl format. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and conference championship as well. Uh, Bengals and bills from Buffalo say that five times fast. 
uh, I guess the, the game we didn't really get to see a few Monday nights ago, not, you know, not obviously it's been beaten to death as to why, um, but I, I guess we'll finally get to see who's superior here uh, in, in a, a game, a rematch of a game that was very, very anticipated in the regular season. We, we didn't get to see who was better. So, so now we finally will. Yeah. I, not a whole lot of analysis on this game. Cause we, you know, we talked about it three weeks ago and not much has changed. Right. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm not going to just sit here and talk for the sake of talking. I think the bills, especially, especially in this game have something to play for. We saw what that looked like their first game after the uh, DeMar Hamlin incident. And I think it's going to be even not, not that the Bengals did anything bad. You know, it's not like they intentionally did it. Not like they could have intentionally done it. I don't think there's bad blood there whatsoever, but I think it's just going to be a big intrinsic motivator for the bills. The Bengals got really lucky to win their game, in my opinion. Um, so I, and it, it being a Buffalo, just bills mafia is is crazy they're they're gonna will this bills team to a win any former fashion that they can uh so i'm taking buffalo in this one i gotta take a road team and i haven't done that yet and i'm i'm not taking the next road team we're going to talk about so i'm going to take cincinnati here (laughs) mcpherson field goal Uh, of all things it'll come back from last year yeah (laughs) Why, why the hell not all right yeah. I mean, it's it's the playoffs. One of those two teams is going to win. You're right. No ties, maybe. Maybe we'll have a double yeah. overtime. There's really no – like, even if you pick the Jags over the Chiefs, you can't say it's dumb. Like, they won a playoff game. They just, they got into the playoffs. They, <laughs> they can do it. Yeah, well, I, I just I just tipped my hand on, on the, the Dallas-San Francisco pick, but this could be the best game of – shit, this, this could be the best game of the weekend. <laughs> like, you tipped your hand on this game when you were born, Luke. <laughs> yeah, true that but but still a classic matchup of two storied franchises and you know I, I had an nfl films video that had the catch in it so i just had seen that over and over and over again knowing it how iconic of a moment is it is an nfl war um and we'll, we'll just another chapter is going to be written here uh this will even have a college football-ish feel because it kicks at 3 30 local time so so that that that's kind of a cool nugget there um i wish it kicked 50 minutes later but um, th- this will be a great game, I think, to finish the weekend on. I really hope it lives up to the billing, and, and I really hope that the Niners win. But uh, Dallas's offense looked really good uh, on, on Monday night. It's going up against what we think and what we have told you is the most talented roster in the NFL. Um, so really, just a really, really, uh, I don't know, man. It's not, I don't know. Where, where do you want to go with this? All, all I can say is this is happening in California. Um, I, I just dropped you a picture in our Discord, so you have proof of this. Tickets as low as it should say as high as as low as four hundred and twenty dollars to get into this uh, into this game, and uh, that's really all that I needed to see. Uh, I'm going with the California team just because of that. Also, the 49ers are magnitudes better than the Cowboys. If the Cowboys had not been playing the retirement home team of the playoffs, they probably don't advance, especially not missing three, four, five, I don't know how many extra points they missed. I know they missed the first three. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I don't think there needs to be a lot of diving into this one. I think the 49ers are the best team left in the playoffs. Th- them are the Chiefs. That's, that's kind of what I expect the Super Bowl to be at this point. 
Yeah, we did have that a couple of years ago. I, I hope I hope I don't like rematches, so I, I hope we don't get it. But I don't have to pick that for a couple of weeks. I'm also taking the Niners. Big game for George Kittle. Big game for George Kittle incoming. All I'll say is it will be a lot more interesting matchup because the 49ers have Christian McCaffrey and a, a much more interesting quarterback. Yeah, it will it will feel like a more modern game rather than. Jimmy Garoppolo being dragged across the finish line <laughs> like it was that year, if we're just all being honest. <laughs> well, that is the only pick we agree on here. And I, I think that I think that's good. We will we'll have plenty of uh, plenty of, uh, of stuff to talk about about next week. Um, but uh, here at the end of the show, um, a little little non non sports note that just dropped while we were recording. I feel compelled to mention it because I'm going to use music at the end of the show to match. But uh, David Crosby of Crosby, Stills and Nash passed away in this this past hour it was reported uh so one of our iconic musicians uh that you hear from time to time on on our productions r.i.p uh bummer but you know old age gets everybody so i'll, I'll figure out a csn song to, to throw on the end of this um but and also um i will will just plug our right hosh show with rob jordan um we did that a couple of days ago. I've uh, got, got, gotten a lot of people to listen to that. We know people are interested in soccer. So we bring the, another one of those to you in, in a, a week or two. And of course, check out our shows with Mike Barlow and Connor Lilly. Um, you've heard those them plenty on various episodes. And now they, they, they have a, the, the latest in the series for both of those guys. It's on our Twitter and Anchor and Spotify pages as well. So Alex, any, any parting thoughts here before we... Uh, we go on to watching whatever is on sports are on TV tonight. Yeah. How, how dare you exclude Neil Young? Yeah, I know. It's about, I, 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 mean, I, I always, I see, I like Neil Young. Like Neil Young is just like, he's kind of his own thing. Cause I like his solo music too, but yes. Is it, be- is it because you're a Southern man and don't need him around anyhow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I had, I wish I had had something planned for, to throw back at you, but, but I don't. I don't. I'm helpless, 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 helpless. <laughs> Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, for those of you folks who are older than Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> well, that's about all we've got for you here on The Right Hash. Uh, we're poets and we don't even know it, but uh, we hope you enjoyed our show. You can, you can, if, if, if you think our picks are terrible, please let us know. Um, and if, you, if, if you, there's anything you want us to talk about on the next show, let us know that too. Um, and and if, if, if you watch these games, if you've and want to want to just call us idiots for for picking these games wrong? Well, only one of us will be an idiot because we we have three games where we picked uh, picked the opposite team. So so one of us is going to look really good, and the other is going to look really dumb by this time next week. So feel free to uh, throw it back in our faces on social media. We love when people do that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. stay tuned when we have Mason Crosby, Kenny Stills, and Chase Young on the show for. Crosby, Stills, Hash, and Young. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go eat Waffle House, eat some Hash Browns now for dinner because of all this. Uh, go Jags. <laughs> thanks a lot for tuning in. Trevor Lawrence, hopefully he's having another great post-game meal on Saturday night. And hopefully so. you enjoyed this episode. Um, and we will talk to you next time. From the Nasser Alexander, Kuchek, and Steve.